Hey everybody, welcome to Decaying America. This is Matt, your host, and I would like to start today's episode off with a quote from Benjamin Franklin. They that can give up essential liberty to obtain a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. That was one of the most brilliant people from our past in this nation. Um, today I'd like to talk about our last podcast a little bit. Um, in the last podcast I, I did, I did it on uh, our corrupt Clinton dynasty. And I was kind of expecting this to happen. But I wasn't expecting it to happen on this particular podcast. I was told by someone very close to me that essentially that I was an alt-right personality and that my facts about that podcast were disingenuous and that I got all my information for that podcast from alt-right news sources, which is super funny because it's not where I got my information for that podcast at all. I got almost all that information from FBI.gov which is a federally run website, okay? It's not an alt-right website. It's literally the FBI's website. It's information that you get from the Freedom of Information Act. I got another majority of the information from that podcast on the Clintons from the New York Times, which is unquestionably, without a doubt, not an alt-right news organization. And I got a very tiny bit of information on that podcast from the Wall Street Journal and another tiny bit of information from that podcast from the uh, Washington Post. None of those are alt-right. In fact, almost every single bit of those lean left. They're all left-leaning organizations except for maybe the FBI. But... After that entire uh, 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 Russian collusion debacle, that's up for debate. I'd actually like to talk about where I get almost all my information from, period. Now, just just to show you people that I am not alt-right, okay? I am not alt-right in any way. In any way. In fact, almost most of the, most of the information that I have set my my political beliefs on come from liberals for example dave rubin i'm going to tell you a little bit about dave rubin in case you don't know dave rubin is what we'd like to consider a classical liberal he's also a gay man who lives in los angeles uh i get a lot of my information from ben shapiro who's a jew from los angeles i get a lot of my economic information from a guy named thomas Sowell. Thomas Sowell is an African-American man, which I'm going to be honest, I hate using that word. Milton Friedman. Milton Friedman is arguably one of the greatest economists who ever lived in this nation. Um, Jordan Peterson. I like Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson has a whole lot to say. Uh, I'd highly recommend him. He actually doesn't have a whole lot to do with economic policy. But what he does have to do with is like cultural influences and the way that we actually go throughout our lives every day. He is a a sociologist. I like Brett Weinstein. 
and Eric Weinstein, both of those guys are liberals. Actually, Brett Weinstein considers himself a progressive, you know, like AOC, except for not like AOC because he's not a nut job. Uh, I read a lot of Murray Rothbard, a lot of Murray Rothbard. Murray Rothbard is, in my opinion, the single greatest economist who ever lived, ever, anywhere. Um, I can't remember who it was. But they were talking to Murray about how many pages they could get written on economics in an hour. And he says, I'm up to about five and a half pages an hour. <laughs> and Murray says, yeah, I write about 80. Dude wrote 80. Could, he could write 80 pages an hour on economic theory. Which, by the way, he's also a Jew. Uh, Walter Williams. I get a lot of my information from information from Walter Williams. Uh, he is another great economist who also happens to be a black man. I get a lot of my information from Candace Owens. Candace Owens happens to be a right-wing conservative African-American woman. Okay. I get a lot of my information from a guy named Dave Smith. Dave Smith is a comedian who does a political commentary three days a week on a podcast. Dave is incredibly funny, and I'm going to be honest, he's the reason that I get interested into this. He's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing right now. He told me that if you see a problem in the world, you can either fix it or not fix it. And this is a big problem. All, all this super left is a big problem. Now, you could argue with me that, oh, being super right, that's a big problem too. Yeah, that could be considered a problem if there was more than a thousand alt-right people in this entire nation. Which, let's be honest, there's not. How many people in your life do you know of that are alt-right? Just flat out, blatantly racist. Hate somebody because of the color of their skin. I can't tell you too many. I don't know anybody. Absolutely no one. Not a single person that I know of right now in my actual for real life could be considered alt-right. Nobody. <laughs> and the problem here is that if you're on the left, and I'm not talking about liberals, because like I said, I get a lot of my information from people who are liberals. I'm talking about the lefties, the people who are way out there, the people who who are actually pushing for a socialism, a socialized country, okay? The lefties, all right? Those people will, as soon as you don't agree with them, they'll tell you that you're alt-right, okay? That doesn't make you alt-right. That just makes them stupid, okay? I actually consider myself to be more of a liberal than any of the people who I just listed off of that list. Anybody, okay? What it actually means to be a liberal is, okay, you got to start with the actual, you got to break down the word liberal and you got to see where it comes from. Okay. The word liberal comes from the word liberty. Okay. And that word comes from a Latin word called libertas. And what that means is freedom. It doesn't mean anything else. 
Liberty doesn't mean that you just give away the farm for nothing. That is not what liberal means. Liberal doesn't mean that you have to vote for a fucking socialist. That is not what that means. Liberal means that at the end of the day, what you care about is that everybody has the exact same rights as everyone else. That's it. And at the end of the day, the individual's rights are the most important. And that's what it means to be a liberal. Not increasing the size of government to something that it never should have been. Not propping up great big giant businesses that are going to do nothing but but screw you in the, at, the, at the end of the day. Okay? It literally means to fight for freedom. That's what liberals should be doing. If not, if that's not what you're doing as a liberal, then you're not a liberal. You are not a liberal. You can call yourself that all day. But that's not what you are. Okay? That is not what you are literally at all. It just... How do I want to word this? It makes it hard to watch any kind of political dialogue. Any kind of political dialogue at all. Because Trump's a racist and we have incredibly ridiculous people running for president on on the Democratic ticket. I'll tell you who I did like. I like that CEO from Starbucks. I like everything. I think he might have been the ex-CFO or some shit like that. But I liked a lot of what he had to say. He's all... He, he, maybe not everything that he had to say, but he's only, he's running as an independent. So the best thing that could happen is that he takes away votes from, from the other three. The other two candidates, I mean. And that we might actually be able to get a solid libertarian in there. But I don't see that happening. The reason why I bring this up is because out of everybody who I listed off, Dave Rubin, Ben Shapiro, Thomas Sowell, all those guys. Out of all those guys, three of them are Republican. Four of them are Republican, excuse me. Four people out of that entire list are Republican. Every other one of those people identifies as an independent party or as a liberal. Now, that doesn't seem like alt-right. Actually, none of the people who I listed on this list could even be alt-right because that'd be going against their own interests considering that every single person on that list is a minority every single one of them but that's not what I wanted to talk about today not really what I wanted to talk about is one single word and that word is discrimination and how the left have absolutely demonized the word just for the sake of demonizing the word. And you might say, oh, well, that sounds pretty all right. But in fact, the word discrimination has a lot of different connotations. For example, you could discriminate against somebody because of their race or because of their gender. And you wouldn't always be considered to be a bad person for doing that. Okay, the fact of the matter is, is every single person on this entire planet discriminates every single day of their lives. That's called making decisions, you know, back to that, you know, root word. 
decisions. In order for you to make a decision, you have to discriminate against one of the possibilities to that decision. So for an example, you're driving down the road and you pass by a Taco Bell, but you decide that you don't want to go there because you're not in the mood for tacos. You just discriminated against that business in favor of another business. Let's just say Wendy's or Halo Burger or any place. Wherever you decided to go, all the other restaurants that are in that vicinity or location, you have discriminated against for one reason or another. You know, it could be because the, the line was too long at, 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 at Taco Bell, so you didn't want to wait. That's a time preference. That doesn't change the fact that it's still discrimination. You discriminated against that business because you would have got fast business at a different location. Okay, another example of discrimination that is good in society a good example of discrimination when you choose your mate okay or when your mate chooses you that is discrimination that person who you're going to spend the rest of your life with discriminated against every other possibility of choice that they could have had in this world for you that person discriminated against everyone else man or woman Gay or straight. It doesn't matter. That's another example of discrimination. Okay. Let's just say for an example. Somebody standing at the bar. We could use me for an example. There's a guy like me standing at a bar. Okay. And I walk up to a girl. A, a woman who's standing by herself. Okay. And if I was to ask her out. And she were to tell me that she's a lesbian. That means she discriminates against all men. Is that bad? Is that something that she should be punished for because she's discriminating? No, that's just her making a decision. Okay. Now I'm going to talk about how this actually fits into the free market. And the way that discrimination actually works in the free market other than by you choosing to go to this store instead of that store. Or you choosing to... To frequent one restaurant instead of another restaurant. Okay, and that's within the business itself. Whenever you get hired into a place to work, that means that every other person who put their resume and application into that business was discriminated against for you. Okay, whenever somebody gets a promotion at work and somebody else doesn't, that company is discriminating against one of those employees because one of them is better. Now, you, there's, you, you could say that, no, that's just them making an, an executive decision about their company. But that doesn't change the fact that it's actually discrimination. That doesn't change that literally at all. You have to discriminate. You have to use discrimination in order to get your best possible outcome. That's how we actually make decisions in the world. However, I don't believe that the government should be in the business of discrimination. The government should not have the ability to tell one person that they're better off for whatever reason than anyone else. Okay? The government shouldn't have the ability to tell somebody yes and another person no. That is discrimination. 
Okay, and the perfect example of government discrimination is is uh, uh, we'll, we'll just take the welfare system for example. How is the welfare system discriminatory? Well, if you make a certain amount of money, you can't get welfare. And you could you could argue with me that that's just how the welfare system should work. Well, that is not how the welfare system should work. The welfare system should shouldn't be done on a federally govern governmented level. Okay. There's not enough person to person interaction for it to be successful. And what I mean by that is the person borrowing the money doesn't know the person who is lending the money. Essentially, that's what I think it should be. Um, another example of discrimination in government is uh, affirmative action. And you could say, oh, well, that's just trying to, to help oppressed people. There is not a single oppressed person who lives in this nation. Your lives are better right now in this place than any place or any time that has ever existed in the history of humanity. You have more opportunity in this country to do something with yourself than any other place that has ever existed in all of time. Okay, you have more ability to to bring yourself out of poverty, okay, than any place in existence throughout all of time. You also have the ability to do whatever you want here. Nobody's going to tell you what job you should try for. Nobody's going to tell you how much effort you should put in, okay. That's never happened anywhere else in all of history, okay? And the, 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 the vehicle that makes this all possible, essentially, is the free market society that we live in. And, for example, just an example, in a socialist society, everybody gets paid the same wage, Okay? So you have almost no incentive to do more. Okay, there is no discrimination in a socialist society. In an actual socialist society, discrimination doesn't exist. Because the government just flat out tells you what you need to do to live your life. And if you don't do those things, bad things will happen to you. And that has been proven throughout all of history. Okay, and another example of, of government discrimination... And I absolutely can't believe that this is a for real thing. David Duke loves this. Okay. There's a liberal campus out in California. And I'm not going to tell you which university it is. Because it's kind of embarrassing. But there's a liberal university out in California. That literally has separate dorm rooms for black people. Yeah, you heard me. They have separate dorm rooms for black people. Totally, completely unheard of in a modern society. What, how this came about is they decided that they wanted to have a safe space for black people. Now, one could argue that that's a good thing. 
But I'm not going to be the one who argues that. That's not what you go to college for. That's not the purpose to go to a university. The purpose to go to college or the purpose to go to a major university is for one reason. And that is to expose your brain to ideas that you haven't heard. Okay, there's no reason for you to go to college to learn about liberal ideas that you've been hearing about for 13 years. Okay, there's absolutely no reason for that. Zero. You've been hearing about it for for 13 years. Your whole life. Your entire education, educational life. You've been basically hearing the same bullshit spewed that you're going to hear at a university. Okay. But my point in this, my point in this is, is there, the government can't be discriminatory. It can't be. And the reason for that is if you open the door for them to discriminate against you for one reason, then another one's going to pop up. Another reason's going to happen. You know, and then another reason, and then another reason, and then another reason. And then next thing you know, we're going to be living in fucking China where people, the government is literally a discriminatory body that makes decisions for you all the time. And I understand that's a pretty big stretch. But at the rate that we're going right now, you have politicians running for president who who want to control two-thirds of your free market. That is socialism. Socialism, at the end of the day, is in fact the government control over the means of production. Okay. And you can say, oh, no, they're just talking about the energy sector. But think about all the jobs that go into the energy sector. Okay. Think about all the jobs that go into medical industry. That is just those two businesses alone are two-thirds. Two-thirds of our economy. Think about that. If that's not government control over the means of production, then... Somebody please explain to me how the government taking taking control over two-thirds of our economy is not that. I'd love to hear it. Um, How is it possible that discrimination is a good thing? At the end of the day, my point is that some discrimination is good and useful. It is absolutely a useful tool sometimes. And sometimes discrimination is evil. How would that play out in the free market? Okay. Jim Crow laws. Everybody's heard of Jim Crow laws. But what they don't tell you about Jim Crow laws is that it was, first of all, it was passed by Democrats. That was a Democratic bill. That was a Democrat bill. But I'm not going to sit here to try to point fingers. At the end of the day, laws are made for a reason. You don't just make a law for no reason. There has to be a purpose behind the law that you're pushing. Okay, and what Jim Crow laws actually say is essentially that it's separate but equal, basically. But that doesn't make them equal. (laughs) Alright. So... What happened is is you had white business owners 
Caucasian business owners selling goods and services to black people. And somebody in government decided that those goods and services would be better dispersed if they were sold to white people. It wasn't it wasn't the fact that white business owners were bad people. Okay, that's a very common misconception. All right. If white business owners were completely totally racist and didn't want to sell their goods to black people, or their services to black people, then there would not have been a law made saying that they couldn't sell their goods and services to black people. All right, that's just how that works. Like I said, you don't make a law for no reason. All right? I, it's, it's impossible for me to understand how it is the businessman who's the bad guy in that situation. You know what I'm saying? Like, in all actuality, the businessman is not the one who wrote that law. The small business owner is not the one who wrote that law. Who wrote that law and who passed that law were Democrats. More specifically, Southern Democrats. I hope now that you guys can see that discrimination when used in the proper way is a good thing. I'm not saying that that discrimination when used in the wrong way is bad isn't bad because it absolutely is. I don't think that anybody in government should have the right to discriminate against anybody else. But the last thing that I wanted to talk about today is a talking point that you hear all the time on both sides of the government. And that is diversity is our strength. Diversity is important to our nation, blah, 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 this and that. Diversity is very important to our nation, and at times it can be a strength. But what I'd like to say about it is diversity is not our strength right now. Because in order for diversity, diversity to be our strength, we have to learn from other cultures. We have to take what's good about that culture and basically kind of like interweave it into our American culture. Not replace something that is already there that exists, but to just add it. Okay? And in order to add it, you have to do something that the left will tell you is absolutely terrible. Okay? And you have to culturally... culturally appropriate whatever you want to bring into the country and when what, what okay so what happens is, is the left will demonize this term okay they make it seem like it's a bad thing when in fact it's how it's it's how all good cultures become better cultures and Actually, in fact, it is what made this nation the greatest nation that has ever existed on the face of this planet, is cultural appropriation. For example, just an example, sombreros. Me, as a white male, could probably never get away with wearing a sombrero. 
probably couldn't get away with that. I would more than likely get crushed by somebody on the left saying that I have culturally misappropriated somebody else's culture. Something from somebody else's culture. But the fact of the matter is, like I said, that's how all great nations become better. That is, that is, okay, so you take something that works from one culture and you basically interweave it or intertwine it into something that it's it wasn't currently a part of. And I'm not just going to use big hats for an example. Uh, um, what's a good example of cultural appropriation? Good examples of cultural appropriation are in like food. Okay. If you can find a way to, to, okay. So for like for an example, Chinese food. Chinese food is not an American tradition. It is it is not it, it is not part of the American culture. Having said that, there are Chinese food places all over the place here. Now, when you walk into a Chinese food place, how many Chinese food people are actually in there buying food? Is it maybe 8 out of 10? No, that's absolutely ridiculous. The people who are in there buying Chinese food, authentic Chinese food, are Caucasian and black and, and Spanish. In fact, every single time that I've ever walked into a Chinese food place, do you, the only Chinese food people, the, or the only Chinese people who are actually there are working behind the counter. I've actually never in my entire life of all the times that I've eaten Chinese food, which is a lot, actually. It's probably almost once a month. Have I ever seen a Chinese person actually in a Chinese restaurant eating Chinese food? Ever. Um, another example of cultural appropriation is, uh, like, certain hairstyles. Why is it considered a bad thing for somebody who isn't, let's say, African-American or a black person to wear their hair like a black person. How is that offensive in any way? Is it because you don't you don't want a white person to, to look like a black person? So what? Who cares? How is that relevant at all in, in actual society? I, it's important. Okay, that is how, that is how our, our differences make us stronger, is for us to come together and see what works and use it and see what doesn't work and discard it. That is the only way that we can grow as a nation. At the end of the day, all I'm trying to say in this entire podcast is that I am actually, in fact, a very a very liberal, open-minded person. Okay? I just happen to think that as a liberal, it is my job to get you to the place that you want to be without having you without having given you the farm. 
Okay, you should go find your own farm. Go build your own house. And by me saying that, what I'm saying is, I want you to be put in a, in a position to make a decision that is going to affect your life. Okay? The government has become almost like a fail-safe for anybody. Regardless of whatever bad decision that you've made, that's your decision. You need to own that decision. Just the same as anybody else needs to own their decisions, regardless if they're good or bad. It's nobody else's responsibility but yours. And at the end of the day, I guess all I'm trying to say is don't be a sheeple. You can't just take what some politician says as gospel. Look it up. Do your own research. Think for yourself. At the end, at that, when it comes down to it, it's your life. It's not their life. It's yours. You have to take and own your own decisions. Like I said, regardless if they're good or bad. Don't be a sheeple.